Oh my God. So much has happened in the last like 48 hours. So I'm sorry this podcast, this episode has come to you late. This podcast episode has come to you late, but wow. Wow, wow, wow. And we're going to get into it. We are definitely, definitely going to get into it. But let me just start. Uh, my name is Sid. Some may know me as Sid the Aquarius. Uh, many other nicknames you have for me, whatever. But uh, welcome to I Sid Why I Sid. Oh my God. So we're going to get into it. This has been a week. This has been a week. But first off, how is everyone? I hope everyone is good. Um, I'm okay. I'm very good. Um, I really can't complain. Um, my week so far. Oh gosh. So I know I mentioned last week I was on week four of Couch to 5K. And I've completed it. But I don't feel like I'm ready to go into week five yet. I really don't. Um, so far, like, I've noticed that I have a lot more energy. Um, now that I'm, like, this far into it, I've got a lot more energy. Um, I have, like, lost 2kg. I have, not within the last week, obviously, like, just, like, in the past, I would say, month, I've lost 2kg. Um, what else? Like... Uh, my stamina has increased a lot like I'm a lot more like productive at work as well loving 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 just this change for me um and also like I did injure my feet during lockdown um yeah that was a whole nother issue within itself but I've actually like repaired the muscle I would say is like repaired um and yeah, I'm just building up my endurance, my breathing, good, everything good. I've got my, um, this little tight sauna vest that you put on and this, I don't know what it's made of. I, th- I want to say neoprene. I could be wrong, but I'm trying to remember, maybe, maybe it's neoprene, but I've been running with that and it makes you sweat like hell. And yeah, so I'm really, really, like, really loving the couch to 5k, but I just don't feel ready to go into week five yet because I just haven't built up that stamina. Um, and I haven't built up that consistency of like running for three minutes, like, then walking for 90 seconds, running for five minutes, walking for two and a half minutes, and then the three minute run, 90 second walk, and then five minute run, and then cool down um I'm getting to the last run and I'm like halfway through it and I just can't anymore maybe it's the heat maybe I need to go in the mornings um because I've been trying to wake like this week I've tried to wake up in the morning and it's not been happening so I've just been going I'm saying nope I'm gonna definitely go in my lunch break and I'm going to walk to the reservoir and I'm also going to um, walk to the gym as well, which is 40 minutes there, 40 minutes back. And yesterday, like I did both and I ended up in a calorie deficit of like 2000 plus. And even though I don't recommend anyone doing that, I don't. I'm just saying I've done that before and I know my body's limits because like my I'm, if my weight is something that can fluctuate. So I know my body's limits. Um, I'm very tired from that. I would not recommend or just say to anybody to put themselves in that kind of deficit because that can really be a shock to your body. Um, and that's just also what I'm going through a bit right now. But 
once I get back into the swing of things, I'm good. Um, what else? So, yeah, I did mention about my plants. Um, I love my plants. So I'm just going to update you with how I'm up in this segment, how my plants are doing this week. My variegated Monstera, which I got a cutting for and it was like, um, it was about £50 it cost me. Well, that's a lot for like one leaf. That is a lot for a leaf. Um, now I grew that last year and now it's literally like, it's beginning to look like a monstera leaf now. So it's got like five other leaves and the variegation is coming through nicely. Um, for those of you that don't know what variegation is, it's like where it's not got pigment. So it's like just white or it could be like, it could be, think of it like a shiny Pokemon. Yeah. If you've ever played Pokemon, think of it like a shiny Pokemon. Sometimes the leaves will be white, the leaves could be pink, the leaves could be like either darker, lighter, whatever it is. But in this case with Monsteras, it's just white. Um, so yeah, and they do tend to fetch for a lot of money when you grow them fully or when you want to sell the cuttings. If you do decide to sell them, I'm not too sure. I probably might give them away to some friends that I know won't kill them. And can have it as an investment. I don't know. We'll see how we go from here in it. But I've seen some Monsteras. And they're just regular ones. Like the, te- the variegated ones. Like the regular ones that you'll get in the shop. And a regular fully grown one can like. Last year they were selling for thousands. They were selling for thousands. So there's that. Um, what else? Yes my Ficus Lorata. I mentioned that I had um, spider bites on it. So I got some neem oil. Um, I was going to go to get it off Amazon, but I went to London. Um, when did I go? I went to London in March. Yeah, I was in London in March and I went to Peckham Rye Lane. And there's like this organic store that does like, um, they've got an auntie out there selling um, sage and frankincense and all of them things there. But inside the shop, they sell plants um, and they had neem oil going for like, was it two or three pounds? And I was like, give me the whole lot because I am not paying six pounds off Amazon for the same amount. And I sprayed that on the, th- listen, I mixed it up with some water, got it in like a mister, like a manual mister that you spray, put that on my leaves and it is shiny as hell. Maybe I should start putting up the pictures of my plants to the podcast. Let me know what you think in the thought, uh, it, you know, message me and let me know what you think. Um, um, so yeah, let me know what you think about that. But yeah, it's looking shiny. There's no sign of spider mites. There's been some new growth as well, which I'm really, really gassed for. Um, my bird of paradise. So I have two of them. I've got a Nikolai and I've also got a Regine. I think that's how you want to say it. The Nikolai is doing beautifully. The Regine, I had to repot it. I repotted it and with i don't know what it is i kept the bigger half right and because when it when i bought them it came from the plant nursery but it also was in like a death plug and for those of you who don't know what a death plug is it's like something that keeps the roots bound and tight and it restricts growth when it's at the plant nursery um or where they grow the plants and then when you get them and you go to repot it and you think why is my plant dying why is my plant not growing or, or anything like that? Or why is it wilting? Or why is it just like not doing what plants do and growing and like thriving? 
Um, and you'll find that it has a death plug binding the roots. So yeah, I did that repot, but for some reason, it's not liked the neem oil and it's not liked the, the repot. So I've had to like trim down some leaves. Um, and yeah, I've had to move it out of the sun. I've had to like wipe off a lot of the neem oil now that those spider mites have gone. Um, and missed it down again. I'm just going to see how it goes. Now, the other half that I gave to my mum, that one seems to be thriving. So it must be the neem oil it's reacting to. Let me just put my finger on Do Not Disturb because I've told people I'm recording and I don't want to hear from you. Like, send me a message. Like, don't don't be calling my phone. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's how I've been doing um, with the... With this, um, my plants and stuff, I've had an ongoing dispute with the council as well. They're fucking pricks. Like, Birmingham City Council, I can't stand you. Like, they are the most useless council. And I know people complain about their councils a lot, but they are the most useless council ever. Like, they are all swindlers, scammers, like... I don't care. I just, I'm, I'm not even saying this from a political sense because, again, I'm I'm like, I'm looking at Labour, I'm looking at Conservatives. Like, I, I'm obviously never voting Conservative, but Labour, you're no different. And you've, like, mm, for my lifetime, you've not really been that much different. But the amount of scammers and what, you, what you're getting away with, like, you know the roadworks and the buildings and things that were meant to be finished in time for the Commonwealth Games? You know they've not finished it, right? You know the stuff that was meant to be completed in 2022, ready for people to come and say like, yeah, let's celebrate Birmingham. Birmingham, it's not been done. It's not been done. The roadworks are still there. The, the, the things that you're meant to build up for people to live in, still not really been built yet, still not been complete. Um, you absolute scammers. and <laughs> You're having these contracting companies taking out all these like, contracts and then say oh because of the cost of living we've had to go bust and they're just like again start start again new company close it down take the contract take all the money and it's our fucking money but anyways the dispute i'm having with this council um i've told them to go and clear the alleyway right because what's happening now is people a long time ago the fire brigade um this is what i was told the fire brigade must have, like, knocked down the fence because the neighbours couldn't escape through the alleyway, yada, yada, yada. So the nearest way for them to get out was for um, for them to get to pass through my garden. Now, I'm saying, OK, cool, but address the issue in it. Because if the alleyway is blocked and people cannot use the rear of their houses as a fire escape, then there's an issue in it. And if you're granting licenses to these landlords to provide supporting ho- supported housing, and if they are these landlords are charging you as a council £1,000 a month, right? £1,000 a month per bedroom. That is a lot, like, that's a lot. For Birmingham, that is a lot. That's, that's, that's luxury living. That's, you, you can have your own space. You can have your own three-bedroom house kind of money right and if you're charging people that per room and you're granting them the licenses and people have not got the um they've not got the means of escape how are you granting these licenses 
Have we not learned from Grenfell? Have we not learned from the fire in Coventry? Have we not learned from like um, get these gas explosions that have been happening? And when people need to escape, like I've told you about this and you're saying, well, it's not really our issue. It's private land. Okay, that's, that's fine. If it's private land, that's fine. But you have provided a license to go and make sure that your, um, you know, to these landlords and these landlords under that license have to ensure that their tenants are disposing of rubbish properly. And the landlord has to dispose of rubbish properly. That has not happened. And on top of that, you've granted them the license to house vulnerable people. So do we see the issue here? So again, I want an explanation as to why, why, why you're doing that. And you're, they're just dancing around the houses um, saying, oh, I can't see the rubbish. And I've sent them pictures of the rubbish. I've sent them pictures of the people dumping the rubbish where they've dumped the rubbish. I've sent them the pictures and he's trying to say, yeah, um, this doesn't look like shared land. It looks like their property. But that's the alleyway, sir. That's the alleyway. So if it's private property and not their property and a shared access way, which you're saying you don't have the responsibility for, now you're saying it's their property. Like you're playing in my fucking face. Don't be playing in my face. Because I'm really not the one. And this is why, like, <laughs> here's what they don't know. Here is what they don't know is that I've literally had them on. Um... <coughs> Sorry, I've got hay fever and my allergies. Yeah, it's, when it gets in my lungs, it makes me cough. But what these council people do not know is that in this email chain, I have blind CC'd them in with a reporter from the Birmingham Mail. Now, they don't know this. Act a fool. Carry on acting a fucking fool because now you're acting a fool in front of the media. Do you see how life works? Do you see how ramping with me works? Okay. So, yeah. I'll give you an update on that soon. I've already, like, you know, took some cute photos in front of the reporter. I looked upset, looked distressed. You know, went out there in my grey trackies and black top just to look, like, you know, so distressed. But I don't know about the optics of, like, a tired black person in the papers. I don't know. I'm going to see how it goes. Needs fucking must, in it? Because I just want this rubbish cleared. I want my fence put back up. I want my privacy. I want to be able to walk down butt naked in the middle of the night to go get shower, whatever. And, and I don't want no one walking through my back fucking garden. Yeah? Okay, cool. Now, um, I just want to give a few shout-outs as well. Because... There's been some people doing some really good things um, and I just want to give them a honourable mention. And I think the first honourable mention I'll probably give out. Who should I give it? You know what? I'm going to structure it a different way. Cool. So I'm going to just give the first honourable mention. Because I was thinking who to give it to, right? And I was thinking if I give you them, I'll have to get into the passer. And as I mentioned previously, I love Passa. So, yeah. I'll get to that first before I... I'll get to them after before I go to the Passa. So, is Equality Jamaica. Um, so, Equality Jamaica, they are like an organisation in Jamaica advocating for the rights of lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender people, um, LGBT and other queer people as well. And what I like most about them is because they put up a video quite recently of a person named Alex and how his gender identity hindered him from enjoying going to the beach. And when we talk about like 
queer people like across the Commonwealth. Um, you know, when people want to say queer people in Africa, queer people in these third world countries. Okay, we can, it's all well and good you speaking and like saying the words, but if you're not out there building community and hearing the everyday things that they have to go through, like not being able to go on the beach because of your queerness and being forcibly removed from there, right? As a Jamaican, that's just part of your very way of life. That is like something that everybody does. It's like, that's your home. It's it's literally... It's, I, I can't I can't quantify into words how that person may feel because I, that's not what I'm trying you know um I'm not trying to speak over them but what we have to understand is their very way of life is being denied to them just because of their queerness and it's also as even though it sounds like being removed from a beach like you know those are things that um people may take for granted. But it means so much that, that has to, that has been taken away from them in the first place for them to reach out to an organisation and for this to be put out into the world. So um, well done for Equality Jamaica because we don't hear often enough about the homophobia, um, the transphobia, the queerphobia, the femphobia um, that is happening in the Caribbean. We don't we don't really see that living example of it day to day lives unless. There is some like white film director who has sent their token Negro um, to go and do a documentary on it because they want to sell something or they want to. There is some sort of benefit for them, and we're not actually centering the fucking people that live there. So well done for um, for Equality Jamaica. Um, Who's next? Who is next? I'm just thinking. Nah. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go on to the colorist page. So the colorist page, we're going to get into it. The colorist page. Oh my God. So I want to give a shout out to the colorist page. I want to give a shout out to Grinder Wild Black. I want to give a shout out to um, Raccoon. And I also want to give a shout out to the auction. So what these three, four pages do, right? is they call out black queer dating experiences. Um, but they have different tactics. And uh, although there's a lot of people that don't agree with the tactics, they find them messy. They may find this antagonizing. They, but you just find it however the fuck you want to find it in it. But at the end of the day, what you have to realize is if the conversation as a whole about colorism, about anti-blackness, about coonery, about a lot of harmful behaviours, fetishization, and providing people the mandate to act on their racism. If that is a conversation that is not being had, and when we are having it, it is being shut down, or we get other black people with large platforms that want everyone to shut up, that becomes a problem to me. It does. And what we also have to realise is... If you want having the conversation, and bear in mind, but all of you older black gays as well that were meant to be, and don't get me wrong, I get some of you may have had to deal with the um, the AIDS epidemic. You may still have trauma from that, but like, if you, as Nicki Minaj said, if you ain't shitting, get get off the pot. 
Like, <clears throat> get off the fucking pot if you're not shitting. Stop taking up space. Stop speaking. Stop, stop, like, making the situation worse. Stop, like, if you can't add any value, shut the fuck up. Shut up. <clears throat> Just don't speak. Like, don't be cooning. I get that you've had to be a big black cock monkey mandingo. That's fine. If you've had to go and do that to survive, that's that's your prerogative. You're over there. I'm over here. Yeah? There are black people that do not want to go and be doing that. We, we, we don't. And you as elders who are like, okay, cool. Now you want to have the conversation and say things like, well, you know, it's just a kink. Well, you know, it's just... um. It's what between two consenting adults and blah, 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 blah. You want to be going and saying that now. But 10 years ago, right? 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. It was never just two consenting adults. It was never just, oh, this is a kink or whatever it is. That conversation was never being had. It was the norm, right? And... The one thing I can't stand about the older gays and I can't stand about the millennial gays is the rebranding. <clears throat> the rebranding is pissing me off because people weren't openly saying, yeah, I want to fuck a nigger. People weren't openly saying um, no fats, no femmes, no blacks, no Asians. They weren't calling um, Pakistani people the P word or the P slur. They weren't doing all of those like, Sorry, they were doing all of those things. They they were doing these, these things openly on their grinder bios. They would have things like, yeah, no blacks, no P-slurs, no Asians, no femmes, no um, T-slurs. They would say all of those things, all of it. And it was acceptable. Like, people did this and it was acceptable. And they had their friends that they still have now. Um, they still were able to get their sponsors, they still got their deals, they still kept their jobs, they still had their popularity, they still had all of their things, there was no repercussion whatsoever, none, this was a culture that a lot of people thrived in, yeah, people thrived in it, so when people wanted to do up race play and those kind of things, that was the norm, I was a baby gay going out there at 18 and like you had 40 year old plus white men saying, yeah, um, have you got a BBC? I'm so sorry. We're going way past a kink. We're going way past kink. We're going way past two consenting adults because that's grooming. If you are creating an environment for me where as a young person, a young dark skinned black person, where it is like the only way for you to feel valid and to um, don't even get me started on, oh, yeah, we can be friends, friends, inverted commas, you know, where it's like, yeah, come round and, you know, I'm going to ply you with alcohol and we're going to have sex. That's the all that because that's always the fucking intention um, or I'm going to sleep with you eventually. That's always the intention. No. Right. If you're only validating. um, um darker skinned black uh, um, men, uh, gay men, bi men, non-binaries, don't even get me started about the way that people's um, gender identity is policed. And that's another story within itself. But we'll talk, we'll, we'll, we'll break that down in another segment um, or, or another episode. So 
if you're going to reduce somebody, if you're going to create an environment where it's like the only way for me to have sex, the only way for me to have a partner, the only way for me to feel seen is to reduce myself to one part of my anatomy, right? Therein lies the problem. Because it, it, it's more than just a kink. It's like CNC or um, consensual non-consent. We know that it's pervasive throughout porn. Is consensual non-consent right? No. Is it is it in reality? No. Are there people who act it out based on what they've seen? Yes. Is it leaving people traumatised? Yes. So, I'm not going to go into the heavy, I'm not going to go into it heavy, 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 because like I'm not trying to trigger people so early on into the space, but that's just what it is. So, for people that want to be doing, uh, oh, it's just their kink, um, race play, and, and, and um, oh, it's just a preference, like we've heard all of these things before, and... Because people have never really had a... There is never, ever a conversation about racism in the gay community. There is never a productive conversation about racism and anti-blackness in the community. So when people are doing up, it's just a preference. When all of these black men are saying, it's just a preference that I prefer white men. And they will say things like, yeah, I just don't like black men because, um, you know... I don't like black men because they, they have attitude. Okay, do what do the white queens not have attitude? Are the white queens not femphobic? Are they not homophobic? Yeah, I've internalised homophobia as well. And perpetuated. Are they not transphobic? Because when XXL was in, in Birmingham a couple of weeks ago, which is a known transphobic event, all the white gays were there. And these are men that you're dating. These are, these are men that are going to be um, friends with your partner. So... The issue is, you don't, um, <laughs> let me even take it a step further with what the issue is. You will say, I hear black men say this about women all the time as well. You know, I don't like um, black women because they're, they're uh, obese. Or I don't like black women because they do this or they wear extensions. Um, I don't like black men because they're bald. I don't like black men that are big. I don't like black men that are this. But then their white partner or their non-black partner will be all of the things that they did not want in a black partner. So the issue isn't fatness. The issue isn't a receding hairline. The issue isn't weave. The issue isn't any of those sort of things. Because white, believe it or not, um, Eurasian women wear weave. Non-black women wear weaves. They do. And they wear wigs. They get their nails done as well. Just just like, you know, they, they appropriate a lot of things from black women and, and black femmes. Um, so the issue is you didn't have a problem with the aesthetic or the, the characteristics of, of, um, you know, the black people, you just didn't like the black people because if all of those characteristics that you don't like in a black person, you're, you're willing to overlook when you're dating somebody who's white, I'm so sorry, but the characteristics aren't the issue. It's your internalized racism. It's your self-hatred. That's what it is. And um, yeah, so I want to really big up those pages for just calling out the fuckeries and having the conversation that needs to be had because it's riled up a lot of people. And literally, we've been fighting bang, bang, pop, pop, kick down, slap, hard, punch, jaw, spun. All of these sort of things since like last night, I have barely slept because it has been a fucking mess. We have had, like, they've called out the drag queens. Jesus Christ. 
They called out the drag queens. They called out Bob. They called out Evie Oddly. They called out Shea Coule. They called out so many different, so many people. And there was a Twitter space where um, I think it was Bob. You had, oh, what's her name? Lux Noir London. <coughs> you had, um, who else? <clears throat> you had Lux Noir London. You also had, um, what's the other person's name? Um, oh, can you hear me now? You bet you go. Sorry, the computer just froze. Um, who else? I want to say Peppermint. There was, but Peppermint, they got things wrong with, um, and I'm going to talk about that as well, because they, they sort of lumped her in with all the other gay men, which is like overlooking the fact that she's trans. Um, so that would not really apply. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that, that was a bit of like, uh, yeah, you, you, we shouldn't be doing that. Like maybe a bit more care could have gone into it. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to talk about in that one, but um, Kerry Colby got involved, all of them, but like, I didn't really hear much, much sense coming out of their mouths, I'm so sorry, I spoke with Bob for like a brief moment, but Bob just really pissed me off, because I get the way that you were spoken to, um, in some parts of things was just like, okay, there are people that are being very condescending to you in the space, I hear it, there are people who are being very, um, like over intellectual let me just say over intellectual and the two individuals i just don't fuck with i'm not gonna lie um the two individuals that were just like um supposed to be on the right side of history and this is the problem that i don't like and some of some people do this knowingly and they will hide behind oh well i know i'm divergent no like no because some of us actually know you in real life like some of us actually know you some of us have actually been in community with you and you're not the only people to do it, right? So it's like, I'm the, I am very knowledgeable in this field and I'm going to have a conversation or speak in a way which is classist and, um, what's the best way to put it? Gate keeps the conversations that not everybody is able to take part and not everybody is able to comprehend and digest what you've just said. So if you're going to link somebody dating a white partner to black people being shot in the streets. Even though there are some high intellectuals that can see where you're going with the correlation and disagree like me. Um, there are people who will not understand the level of intellect you are on. And they're going to be like, what the hell are you saying? And they're not going to react well. And if you know you're doing this and you continue to do it and you're very aware that you're doing this, you're a nasty person. You're, you're, you're very nasty. It's very, very nasty. Um, so on Bob's side, like, I, I'm so sorry. I, I can't sit here in good faith and say, well, you know what? Um, yeah, like, Bob should just sat there and been taken for a dickhead. Because I'm so sorry. If I'm not going to be sat here and taken for a dickhead, I'm not expecting... I'm not expecting the worst person in the world to be taken for a dickhead. You, you fucked up the whole movement with that one. You did. You lot did. Um, another thing that I find quite interesting about the conversation is when lighter skinned people um, are calling out black men for their colorism and 
um, going on like uh, as a trophy kind of thing. Like, yeah, well, look at me. I only date black men and blah, blah, blah. But okay, cool. When you think, when we have to understand, what we have to understand about colorism is this, yeah? If you, as a light skinned person, a very fair skinned person, benefit from colorism and you were to place somebody who is my shade in the same environment, you're going to benefit from that light skin privilege. You're 100% going to benefit from that light skin privilege because at the end of the day, we know that colorism exists and you're most likely going to end up with a colorist. I'm not, but you will. You see how that works? So when you're out here calling people out as, as like a black person who lives in Europe, and we know that the dynamics with colorism in Europe is very different. And the, fa- <clears throat> the fact that you are in some part, like, let me just say this. Some parts of Europe, the fetishization is so bad. Even somebody who is my complexion would not be deemed dark enough to be fetishized by these white men. That's a fact. See, Belgian men. German men, Austrian men, nah, their racism is, is on a different level. Their coonery is on a next level. So you can't benefit from this fetishization. Or no, no, well, fetishization isn't something to benefit from, but men think it is, right? So for you, you are in a dynamic that really doesn't concern you, but you're positioning yourself in with like... um Britain and America and your dynamics do not apply and what you're trying to do is apply your solutions not even trying to apply your solutions you're trying to apply American solutions to everybody else's problems that doesn't make sense that can't make sense and if you don't understand your position and you're trying to say well uh, well uh, no because the black men are not rejecting you if they are going to date a, a, a quote-unquote person a black person or a person with proximity to blackness, it's most likely going to be someone who looks like you. So you 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 knock, uh, dominate in the conversation, I find is weird. I, f- I just find the conversation about colorism led by a light-skinned person weird. And like I always say, it is always going to take for people to... Hmm... This is even the part about colorism because it's if it, if it's gonna take for someone light skinned to listen to all of the things that darker skinned queer people are saying, that I am saying. I'm sorry, like you're part of the problem as well. You have unlearning to do as well. Why is a light skinned person leading a conversation on colorism? I'm confused. So yeah. Um, that whole situation was a mess. It was the whole the whole situation was a fucking mess, a whole fucking mess. Um, I don't know. People are very stupid. Like, I I'm I'm spun. Like, it, at the end of the day, if <laughs> if darker skinned people are speaking on colorism and how it affects them, like. Your issue, and if, we, if we're really going to get into it, some people's issue is not that, is not colorism. Your issue with black men isn't colorism. It's the fact that they will only date white men. That's a separate issue in itself, right? 
and it's a it's a it's a conversation that needs to be had um especially when we look at representations of black queer people in europe like the storyline of sex education pissed me off you had a black man um another man of color and then he wasn't good enough you had to go in and be with the white man who bullied you huh who made your life a living hell what wow okay um wow okay do you think so there is definitely a conversation i don't even know how who gave the green light to that i don't know who gave the green light to that storyline i don't know who thought it would be acceptable i don't know who thought that would be healthy like because the moral oh god the moral of the story is is not even going where you're loved it's go where you're bullied like, go and endure abuse from a white person before you find your happiness. Huh? That's what it gave to me. I'm so sorry. But yeah, there is a separate conversation to be had about that. There is definitely a conversation to be had about the way um, black queerness, the way our visibility is very much policed in what people want to see or what people are ready for. And... I'm sorry, I'd rather no representation at all. That's just me. That's just where I stand. And no one can beat me for that. Um, yeah, so... Um, big shout out to the Colorist page. Keep doing what you're doing. I pray um, you get the strength to continue. I hope more pages pop up. I hope more people have the conversation. Um, Bob, the drag queen... I'm really disappointed in you. I'm very disappointed. Uh, I was having the conversation with you. And for some reason, I got moved down. Um, I tried to come back up. And yeah, I ignore my, people ignore my messages. I was adding people. I was messaging them like, can you just let me back up, please? I wasn't on a mad thing. I was just asking, can I just come back up? I wasn't moving mad to anybody. I just wanted to come back up. And um, everybody wanted to act deaf, dumb and blind. And when the space ended, um, it was just like, oh, sorry, I'm just reading this now. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Um, one other thing as well, and I'm going to get this. This is, this is um, some people advise me against this. Some people say it's a valid point. And I know I'm speaking about some people's friends in the space. But the people, the chop block... Um, Hmm. I need some, I need, I need a lot of, um, cis women and cis femmes to mind your business sometimes. I need you to shut the fuck up sometimes. I need you to stop being a Lizzo. And by a Lizzo, what I mean is somebody who is literally... Only for the popular white gays. And just insert yourself in people's business when you don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about. Like, queer men are talking about dynamics you will not fucking understand. So shut the fuck up. You at 22 or 23, 24, you weren't there for no fats, no femmes. You weren't there for a lot of shit. You weren't there for the rebrands. You're not, you're not actively, um, you know, you're not going to the same um, water hole to drink. So what you think you know about gay men, 
just because you watch Drag Race, just because you're you're a fag hag and you've always got gay best friends as handbag, what you think you know about the the um, the dating dynamics amongst queer men, you don't. You absolutely don't. And I see you lot do this all the fucking time. Like, whenever a gay man is a predator or a colorist or a rapist or has done some really harmful shit, the same stuff that a cishet man has done, you, you, you always want to coddle them. But if, I was to, if, if women were to go and coddle um, cishet men, you know what they're called? Pick-me's. You call them a pick-me. You, you have energy for these people. When men do the same thing with these men, they're called enablers. That's exactly what it is. And you are enablers. If you can't shut the fuck up and moderate a conversation properly, if you're hosting a space for people to speak on something, right? Moderate it fairly. Let let let, let, let there be balanced opinions. Stop it. And this is the thing. And it's like, I find that harmful men always run to women. They always do it. I see it with Alexander Wang and Julia Fox. Um, who else? Uh, what's the other one's name? Kevin Spacey, but which woman did he run to? Anyway, him. You had Philip Schofield and Holly. And then he ran to um, Alison Hammond. Like, how, how do you not find yourself in positions being shields? Why is it never men defending them? Why is it... Have you not noticed... If men, if cishet men, if other men, right, no matter their sexuality, are not defending them, right, there's something wrong. There's definitely something wrong there. I need people to, 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 to really realise this because if you're, you just go in there, you're just blabbing, you're just speaking from a place of foolishness. You, what, what is leaving your mouth don't make no fucking sense. You're talking shit. You're talking shit. Just go put on a blindfold and play in the fucking traffic and shut the fuck up. Shut up. Like, same thing with that foot fetish, Murad Morali guy. Like, why Why are people... I'm so sorry. Like, there are gay men telling you, no, 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 no. This is how it really goes. And then you got the, the stupid fag hags just being like, oh, no, Murad says that this must be true. Shut up. Shut up. So when, when people are... When these men are saying, oh, it's just kink. Oh, it's just this. And we're trying to explain to you, no. These are the ways in which this gets us sexually harassed. These are the ways that it gets people killed. These are the ways in which it polices queerness, sexuality. And this is where the problem stems from. If we cannot have this, these conversations because you want to be a wide-back Lizzo and, and just jump in for white gay men and jump in for popular black gay men that's often side with white people, I don't know for you. And I'm sorry if people love Lizzo in the space, but that's just how I see her, innit? She, she don't give a fuck about black queer issues. She gives a fuck about white queer people. And she gives a, 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 a fuck about issues that, that don't disrupt white queer people's peace. Sorry, I don't like her. That's it. I just don't like her, innit? And every single time, I remember there was a tweet and this black woman was like, this white queer person came up and said, oh, you remind me of Lizzo. And I was like, yeah, let me, let me just DM you and tell you what the fuck that means. Because I find it weird that there are people who always befriend women to go and step in and defend them 
in foolishness that their own community would not defend them in. And you just wanting to open your mouth and be an ally or I don't want to seem homophobic. Sometimes the best thing to do is cha-cha slide. Sometimes the best thing to do is, oh, um, sorry, my goldfish died. Or, you know, I'm, I'm washing my hair. Or, yeah, I got a dick appointment. Something. Just, just make up something. Make something up and just don't take part in the conversation. Seriously, don't. Don't. Because what you think you know, you don't know. And <clears throat> you have to, like, the penny has to drop here. If you're talking about heavy subjects and, and the way that um, cishet men wield patriarchy to oppress women and there are gay men in that conversation egging you on, cheering you on, and also having a conversation with a, with a degree of emotional intelligence to resonate with you, think, think, why is that gay man able to do that? Because what? They date men as well. So if he's not talking about what men are doing in his community, and if what these men are doing in the community makes him able to resonate with you, why is he not speaking on it? Can you trust him? No. No. And that's it. That's all I can say on that. That's all I can really say. The conversation was a fucking mess. Um, so... <laughs> There was some pasta this weekend um, that I got into. And I got into it with this um, this white woman. I actually didn't really get into it with her. But it was just... Actually, I got into it with one white woman, actually. Um, who was quite racist. And homophobic. And basically... There was this white woman who was putting up pictures of, like, that she can cook jerk chicken. That wasn't jerk chicken. I'm so sorry. Jerk chicken doesn't go in the oven. For those of you who know, if you're putting your chicken in the oven and putting jerk sauce on it, that is not jerk chicken. It's not. Um, if, you, if, you, if your chicken is put into the oven at any point, it is not jerk chicken. Jerking is a method of, of cooking chicken. Yeah. It's a method. It's not a flavouring. So, I don't know what that was. She also made jollof rice. And when she had the jollof rice, um, she must have... It looked soggy. Um, she did all that foolishness. And she posted it. I can't remember. And she was just doing it. My man, my man, my man. And her man's obviously Jamaican. And she's a white woman. And... Uh, I don't really have an issue with it. I was just like, do you know what? That's your relationship. That's who you love. Um, you're going out of the way to cook, whatever it is you're doing. You're learning about the culture. I, I, I really um, couldn't care less. Do your thing. However, guess who comes in? The Niglets of Tower Hamlets. So, they come in and they're like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, I love it when a white woman can cook um, black food. Oh, there's just something so heartwarming about seeing non-black women seasoned food. There's just... I'm just like... What? Huh? Wait, what? Like... What... 
if you're gonna oh my god and this is the thing this is why we're finished as a people we're, we're we are finished like i've come to terms with the fact that we're finished and it's pretty much going to be like just euthanasia or palliative care just try and be try and be as comfortable as possible try and make the people around you be as comfortable as possible because we're fucking finished now why can't you just say instead i like it when a woman who's not from my culture learns the culture what's wrong with that like what's wrong with a Jamaican man meeting a Nigerian woman and she cooks him um, Akin saltfish or Escovish fish or coconut rundown and, and Gizada and them kind of things there. Like, that, 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 I'm so sorry, that would have had the same effect. That also would be something beautiful to see. Because when you look at, like, West African culture... And the Caribbean culture, like our food dishes, they, they often have some sort of similarity. There's, there's like, you look at wache from Ghana and rice and peas, very similar. Very, very similar. So there's that element of things. But you didn't do that. You just felt a need to go and literally, I'm going to put any other woman above a black woman. And I'm so sorry, other cultures are not doing that. They're not, they're not doing that. They're not putting, they would not say, I don't know, um... Pick somewhere out of random. Pick a, let me just say, hmm, China. Oh, I like it when non-Chinese women can do, they wouldn't do that. They're not, they're not doing that. They're not doing that. And they, they definitely would not uplift a black woman uh, over their own demographic of women because they, it, it got culturally ingrained in people that the beauty standard, if not Eurocentric, is their own people. Right, the standard is their own. So I don't know why people did that. I don't know why black men were doing that. And then um, the black women were just like, well, why are we in this? And it just led to them being called all sorts of bitches. They were caught, like, attacked left, right and centre. And all they said is, look, if you're doing the thing, do your thing over there. Like, we don't care. Just leave us out of it. Like, you've got your relationship. You're happy that white women can cook. Leave us out of it. And the Nick Sells of Aston Villa football ground were like, no, no. We want to bring you in it. We, 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 well, it's just rice. She's just cooking. Why are you so bitter for? Why are you so bitter? And here is where all hell broke fucking loose. Because Chloe or Ellie or whatever her name is, she started liking the tweets and engaging with them where the the, the heathens were calling black women like bitter and all them kind of things there. And me, I'm sorry, bitter's a microaggression. In my in my opinion, not in my opinion. I know as a matter of fact that bitter is definitely a microaggression. Because and it's more of a microaggression towards darker skinned black, black women. And I see gay men do it all the time um, to other gay men who are darker skinned. They always call them bitter. So she's liking all the tweets. And now it just gets unearthed that this woman used to say nigger. Oh, and when I posted that, that picture of her saying nigger, um, <laughs> that was the final. 
knelt in the coffin and oh my god incel football twitter descended upon me they were like you made her delete her account and all she did was cook chicken and rice why did you take it there listen i'll do what i want it's my twitter innit i'll put up a picture of what i want so that happened prior to that like as per usual she's making fun of black women's wigs she really wanted to be a black woman she attacks like she came after beyonce she came after Nicki minaj she came after like that's all she ever did on her page just hate on black women and when i unearth those tweets now i'm just like this is why she's liking it and people are trying to make out she's innocent like and she hasn't done nothing wrong and i'm like you know what you're doing because she has literally liked all the tweets that people have done. She, she's liked everything, right? Um, anything disparaging a black woman, she loves it. And yeah, I just find it weird. I just, I, so I'm like, yeah, you, you, you know exactly what you're doing. And people are like, why are you involved? You're a man. I'm like, yeah, I am a man. And what? Where do we go from here? Like, I see exactly what she's doing. And she didn't like it. And other white women didn't like it. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, she's out of pocket for saying the N-word. But why are you as a man so messy? There's no but. After she says the N-word, there's nothing that you can say to me that I've done. Unless I've like done something really egregious. Like something unforgivable that I would call somebody out for. There is no comparing us. You can't compare me to you no know, because I'm not a racist. I'm not a I'm not a homophobe. I'm not a tra- I'm not any of those things. So I'm confused. What were you trying to do? And I'm just like, yeah, I am messy. But why? Why are you as a non-black person in a discussion about colorism? Why are you here? And this is what annoyed me about the colorist page. And when some of the drag queens also replied. They get a lot of what they like. Why are white men? Why are why why are white and Latino white Latino men? Why are you speaking? Why why do you think your opinion matters in this? Like why? What makes you think you can speak? Like and what makes you think I'm not going to give you smoke for speaking? Because I don't want to hear this. Is a black this is a conversation pertaining to black people. And if you lot. You, 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 black men that want to like really procreate and have families because we've not even got into the <laughs> the amount of black men who hate black women and white women who hate black women, and then you're you're having children. You're bringing children into this. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Like again, I'm I'm I am sorry those children. I'm sorry those children have your parents. Like. Mixed people deserve to like be proud of both of their um, their cultural lineages and those sort of things. There, if like, wow, how can you how can you raise bring a child into the world and from birth their environment is just unsafe because of the anti blackness that is pervasive. Now, I'm not saying that. Like, no, look, what I am saying. And this is what a lot of people don't seem to understand about me when I have the conversation about like mixed race people is mixed race people do go through anti-blackness. It's different. They will go through anti-blackness. 
And it's an anti-blackness they really shouldn't have to be... It could, it could, it's an anti-blackness that could easily be avoided. And people are choosing not to do it. And you're procreating with white women that are using the N-word. And calling black women bitter. So what happens when your mixed-race daughter ends up dark... Like, what, what if she's born dark-skinned? Because that is a possibility. What if she has 4C hair? What if she has a wide nose? What are we going to do? I, I don't know. I don't know. Because it, it, it happens. They exist. They definitely exist. How are you going to... How are you going to treat that daughter? If that, if that is how you're treating black women, like, anyhow, when you're talking about their wit... Nah. Mm-mm. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. And I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry uh, if anybody's had to enjoy that. I really am. Um, and to the other gays as well, like, I don't know. This is probably why you, man, find white partners and only adopt white children. But I don't know. Good luck to you, innit? Um, what else? Another agenda. What's on the agenda today? Have I got any letters? No, not yet. Um, so, yeah. Um, I also want to give, like, this is not great news. Um, and it's like, hmm. It saddens me to say this because um, within the last week, like, two black people have been discovered um, dead, one of which killed. I believe the second one was killed. Um, but I don't want to speculate too much. It's out of respect for the family. But um, the first one was Akira Ross. And Akira um, was like... She was shot in Texas at a gas station. And her um, family genuinely believed that it was like... Um, it, it was a hate crime. Um, I'm trying to get it now. So... Oh, God, this content is not available in your region. Right. So, man shouted gay slur moments before gunning down woman in front of her girlfriend in, um, in, in, um, Circle K parking lot. Um, right. So, a 23-year-old man in Texas has been arrested for allegedly shooting, uh, shouting an alleged gay slur before shooting and killing a 24-year-old gay woman whom he did not know in the parking lot of a gas station. Bradley Jacob Stanford was taken into custody earlier this month and charged with one count of murder in the slaying of Akira Ross. Court records were reviewed by Law and Crime Show. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I just... I, I don't really think there's anything more that needs to be said. Um, you know, like... You've gone and killed somebody because they're gay and i think that one thing we don't talk about enough when it comes to black queer people dying is it being racially motivated and it annoys me that he's only been arrested recently and the murder happened he the, this murderer you murdered akira on the the 2nd of june um i don't know what to say to that I really, really don't. Like, you, you, we, we, there definitely needs to be a conversation had about racially motivated homophobia. Because it's people like this who will walk past um, 
a whole parade of white gay people just just chilling, white queer people just minding that. And when it's a black person, that's when that's when your blood boils, and that's when you're looking for like an and, and part of me thinks it boils down to um, colonialism and slavery because when we looked at when we look at like one of the main factors in it, gender and sexuality was denied to people. We were we were cattle. We weren't, we didn't, you know, have any purpose outside of labour and breeding. We didn't. So when you see people deny, when you see black people denying that and, and um, operating outside of that, it just enrages people differently. And, and this is how they behave. This is how they react. And this is why we're unsafe. Um, there needs to be a conversation about that. The second um, part that I want to get onto, and it's like, it's not, um, it's yet another person, and I hope I haven't pronounced this name incorrectly, but I believe it is Upale Koloshi, and um, uh, another person, another black person in the UK found dead near water. Um, so, like, he literally went to work, um, they believe, his family believed he was going to work, um, you know, he was uh, reported missing May 21st, he was reported last being seen in Dover, um, with police, um, releasing a CCTV image of him ordering at a cafe, um, concerns for Mr. Kaloshi, uh, Kaloshi? from Deptford, South East London, grew after he failed to turn up for his night shift at an Amazon warehouse um, in Dartford, his family said. On Thursday, his older sister, uh, I'm going to try and pronounce this correctly, um, forgive me if I get this wrong, um, Lukondo, Lukondo Kalash, Kalosh, uh, Kaloshi, age 24, claimed that the family's private investigator, the private investigator, um, had discovered a body that matched the description of a Pale um, by a short in Dover. And the Kent police confirmed the body was found on Wednesday, but um, said a formal identification is still ongoing. Um, if police, and the family did say, like, if police act sooner with urgency, like we const- constantly beg them to, um, we would have found him. And let me just go and mention, because this also happened with a young man named Richard. I can't remember his last name, but with Richard, who had sickle cell and was found in Epping Forest, right? And the police officer told his mum, well, if you don't know where he is, well, how would we know? The thing is, no one knows where the fuck he is. It's your job to look fucking look for him, innit? It's your job to look. And the problem that I find, right, is... All of these like black people found dead near water, no explanation, no cameras, no one knows anything. But let you be driving in the wrong bus lane or or driving to they will find you. The police will find you. When the police want to deport somebody, they will find you. Trust and believe they will find you. And this is why, like on Twitter, I've just muted, I've muted the Madeline Mechanic. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't care. Somebody could say, listen, hmm, yeah, I think there was a shrine over in this lake still. Oh, what? Okay. 
get my scuba diving boots and my snorkel ready. I'm going in this lake for three le- for three days if it fucking kills me. And now you people are trying to speculate and say, well, I don't think they did it properly. They only spent three days. Are you fucking sick? I'm... S- Listen, we all know who needs to be arrested for that. But anyways. Right. Um, so people explained um, Rapale's, like, disappearance as being completely opposite from his normal behaviour. Um, here's, my, here's my perspective on this, right? I'm tired because last year as well, during the Pride in London, Pride in London, where there are cameras everywhere, people everywhere, um, a black woman disappeared, I think it was on the Saturday or the Sunday, and nobody could find her. And then she's dead in the River Thames. She's found dead. And it's never suspicious. It's never of any concern. Um, There's never any foul play, but the people are just ending up dead, right? And nobody ever seems to see anything. Nobody ever seems to know anything. When that black man was found hanging in, um, I think they, they said that there was four or five black men hanging. I think the news outlets only confirmed two. Um, again, nothing. No concern. Nothing. And I don't know. I don't know. Right, but something is telling me that these don't need to start running toxicology reports. And I spoke about this um, a few months ago on Twitter when it was around the Stephen Port murders because this happens a lot and there are trends and there are patterns from the gay community that end up just just that start with us and end up elsewhere. And the methods of spiking people with GHB and, and like chemsex and those sort of things there is slowly starting to like move out. It's, it's slowly, you know, the cishets are starting to get into that stuff too. And... When gay men are found dead, right... Only recently they've started doing a toxicology report to go and specifically find if they have GHB in their system. And it's a shame that all deaths are not being treated. All suspicious deaths are not having this toxicology report. And this is why when Stephen Port was able to murder those men, he got away with it for as long as he did. Because people weren't checking for GHB. And we need to, for these black people that are disappearing. I'm I'm just putting possibilities out there from my own life experience and people who were friends of mine, right? Is, it's very, like, people may not, like, people live all sorts of lives. They do. People have private lives. They do. We don't know what people do privately. Um... Is it of a, like when we should respect people's privacy, but they have a right to be safe during that privacy. And it's not it's not uncommon for there to be danger in your private life. 
And there are people like Stephen Port who will exploit the private lives of black people and then they just end up dead. And it's not seen as suspicious. And that's it. I don't know. Um, I don't know where we go from here. I don't, I don't know what more it's going to take. And I keep... I don't know who I'm going to have to talk to. I don't know who needs to raise awareness on this. I'm doing what I can do um, by speaking to you guys here. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that we definitely have to... Um, we, we more has to be done a lot more has to be done and something is not right i know these these no i'm sorry i don't i don't suspect that this was like you know um natural causes or it's not it, I, nah until until you can reassure the public um and i'm not putting this on the family because they've lost somebody they've lost somebody who has gone way before their time so suddenly it's not like, I mean, I'm, I'm no stranger to grief myself, you know, but the difference is the one thing I can say about my grief is that I expected people like my grandparents to go. I expected them to go. Someone's ill, you expect them to go. But literally for you to be like, yeah, see your son, see your brother, cousin or whatever it is, they've gone to work. And that's the last time you see them. I can't imagine that grief. I cannot imagine it. And this this has to be taken seriously. It has to be taken so fucking... I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm so sick and tired. And the thing I'm saying to you, like... One thing about me... I don't, I don't know. People shouldn't... Like, it's like when you look at Sandra Bland. The mere fact... The mere fact that someone like Sandra Bland had to do a disclaimer and say... Nah, I'm, I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not one of those people. And even that within itself... Like when you... I'm not saying like those are things that we should do, but those are, aren't lengths that we should have to go to. When you take into consideration things like, you know, mental health and, and anybody who has felt in that, in that, like being in that place. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. <clears throat> I'm just thinking out loud. Um, like people shouldn't have to resort to that. And there are, there are people who have been in that place who, who, who can see this? And I don't know. How, I, I just don't know. I really, really don't know. Um, but yeah, um, I'm shattered. I am recording this like really, really, really late at night. I've not had much sleep. Um, so <laughs> yeah. But listen, thank you so much for listening, people. And I will be, I've been your host, Sid, um, with I Said What I Said. You can find me on Twitter at I at I said what I said or Aquarius Sid that's S Y Double D. Um I'll be making a TikTok page and an Instagram page as well. And yeah, um if you have any letters or anything, emails to send in, it's I said what I said at gmail.com. Um and that's it. But take care everyone. Bye.